Welcome back to the PPC Mastery Podcast, everybody. Um, we have a special guest for you today, uh, Kirk, Kirk Williams. Um, we spoke recently in the PPC Hub, and we thought, hey, why not bring him on the show? So, um, Kirk, welcome. Um, for those of you, those of you who don't know who Kirk Williams is, uh, you're probably living under a rock. Um, but today, I want to talk to you, <laughs> uh, talk with him about his book, uh, primarily "Stop the Scale: Building a Digital Agency You Actually Like." Um, but he also did a, a TED talk recently about uh, uh, creating goals for your business um, that fit for you as a person and and are are right for you. Um, but anyway, before I take the words out of your mouth, Kirk, <laughs> that's what I want to talk to you about today. Um, but thanks, to, thanks for coming on and I'm super excited for, uh, what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was saying before, I'll, I'll chat with you and Bob anytime. So yeah, man. glad to hear that. So, um, yeah, so you did a, you did a Ted talk recently. Um, and it's, it's dropping, I think by the time, since it's dropping soon, by the time that this is coming out, it's already out and we will link it in the show notes. Um, but I think the 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 topic that you spoke about you know creating goals for your life setting goals for your life that fit your personality and your own personal desires um i think that's really crucial and i would love to hear you talk about that because it, it really triggered something in me when when you um explained it when we were talking in the ppc hub um and it you know helped me rethink certain decisions and and redefine what i want to do in my life and my business um and i also uh, spoke about it um, with with friends, and I have a, a few friends that are kind of stuck in their in their in their work in their career. Um, and um, right after we did um, after we did did the interview with you, um, you kind of triggered me to do a, a life audit, so to speak. So I, I just asked myself questions like, okay, where am I right now? Where do I want to go? What fits me? Uh, what do I like? What do I dislike, etc. And then I spoke to my friends about that uh, that I did that, and they're like, oh man, that's that's really cool. Um, so I would love to hear from you because I think those things are really impactful. And sure, we can talk about PPC and tactics and strategies, uh, but I think it's these types of things that help you take a step back to reevaluate everything in your life that is the most meaningful and impactful on the long term for you as a person. So I would love to hear from your perspective. Um, what was the TED Talk about and why did you decide to do a TED Talk about that topic? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, it should be, it should be dropping any any day now, actually. So I'm I'm excited when it does. Um, so and and I I have to know it is TEDx, not TED. So there is a difference. Mm -hmm. They 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 tell they tell us that we're supposed to make sure to note that. So there you go. Right. I did my legal duty. That's a disclaimer. And noted that I did I did the disclaimer right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so I I spoke on success, like business success, and specifically specifically contrasting what I have often seen is business success, which is often revenue tied. So, so like when you talk about success, whenever you, when anyone talks about success, and I love asking this online, just like, well, well, what do you mean by successful? Right? Cause it's almost like there's this massive assumption that everyone makes whenever they're like, you know, there were 20 successful people over there and you're like, well, like, what does that even mean? Right. And almost every time, I think even without the speaker realizing it, they are talking something to do with money. Like it is tied to wealth. It is tied to money. It is tied to revenue. And that's really interesting because like, okay, like, well, let's start pulling on that thread. Like what it, like how much money, like what, what level of money is successful? Because even, 
even the difference between if you are like, let's just say it's a, it's a monetary number. If you're successful in the Philippines, that looks very different than if you're successful in Silicon Valley, right? Those two numbers, just, just being able to, to rent an apartment in a place like Silicon Valley, right? Um, you wouldn't be able to survive on the successful income of someone in a different country and all that stuff, right? So even then there's just like, to me, there's just like problems with that, even just at, at a practical level. But overall, um, you start pulling on that revenue thread even more and you start to see things like, okay, like, like how many people who have attained money and sometimes like status is included in there too. So I tied that like wealth and status and that. Okay. So many people who have attained that are actually like content and happy. And a lot of times you'll see doses of happiness, but, but certainly not all, all the time. And then I, so I quoted a few people like Jim Carrey has a kind of a famous quote where he basically is like, I, I wish everyone could get rich and famous and get everything they ever dreamed for so they can see that's not the answer. Right. And, and that's often why you do see like highly depressed people who have attained a lot. And part of that is because they've actually attained that, that material possession, those material possessions and realize like, wow, that actually like, there's something more. Right. So I think, it was it was kind of like like over years and years of kind of thinking through all that stuff and then starting my own business some of that for me with starting my own business and i, I admit this is like i've i've no idea what i'm doing um i have a little bit more idea now that i'm 12 years in but especially when i started no idea what i'm doing right and so i think that actually impacted the way i, I measure success because i just i i didn't even know how I, I didn't even have a lot of those tools to know how to attain just like significant growth money growth sort of things so for me, it was almost like clarity from day one of like, what am I trying to do? I'm, I'm just not trying to get as rich as possible. Um, I'm trying to, like, I'm, I'm trying to like have, like have, like build a family. I'm trying to be content in my lifestyle and my family and those sort of things. And I would like to do that in a way that allows me to pursue that. So, um, so the the three points of success. So basically, my my TEDx talk was okay. So. That actually is probably longer than the actual intro on my TEDx talk. But, but like the TEDx talk was basically like, okay, I don't think success should be money-based. So like I would I would su submit these three things. And that is, and specifically I'm thinking business ownership, but I think a lot of these things do transfer into other areas of our life. So so what does business, like what does success in your business look like? I think it, it's at least these three things. Uh, like are you achieving the purpose for which your business exists? Um, so for me, I'm a Google Ads agency owner like the purpose for which my business exists is to provide really great Google ad services for our clients. I want to make sure I'm doing that well. So to me, like part of the definition of success is if I'm not doing that well. So even if I'm, even if I'm wealthy, like I, let's say I've lied to a whole lot of clients. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm really good at selling. And I actually have a lot of money in the bank. I would suggest that that person is not actually successful, especially long-term because they're not actually a, like achieving their business purpose. Um, and, and, and I think long-term that would, that would show up, right? Enough of those clients would eventually see like that, that, that struggle would be there. But in that way, like you're not, a, you're not a Google ads agency then. Right. Um, so I think that's kind of an important aspect. And then, and then sustainability, I do think is part of that. So I, I know like money's not everything for success, but money is not nothing. <laughs> the double negative there. Yeah. Uh, like you do need some form of like profitability and that, and like that. So 
so like that doesn't need to be part of it but not just profitability even just sustainability in, in other ways too like a business needs to needs to think of ways that especially in its local community in its local context what are ways that your business could fail and how do you guard against that so that's kind of looking at yeah we actually do need to make sure our business is, is like is is financially tenable and is able to do that too right so i do think that's a mark of success and then um and then the third one was does your business as a business owner does it, does it allow you to does it allow you to pursue your own mental wellness and then i i tacked in those um like employees and, and employees and even family members around because a lot of times what i've i've heard over the years for business owners is just kind of this like yeah well you know i i powered through for you know 20 years and just sacrificed everything my family everything um just so eventually i could i could have that payday you know i mean you're not guaranteed that you'll even make it to retirement right but um at, at what cost did you sacrifice all like your own health that could be physical health that could be mental health um you know there's just there's just a whole lot of aspects around that because if you talk to the majority of people over the age of 60 this is very anecdotal but mm -hmm. if you talk to the majority of people over the age of 60 a huge part of what they talk about is is their family and relationships and a lot of times there's regret or or there's like th there's happiness where they look at that because mm -hmm. as you get older you just start to as as like your time begins to shrink with what you have left you do start mm -hmm. to think through like what's actually important right and so i, I just i just kind of tied all that in I, have, I had some different stories and stuff especially like my grandpa was a crucial part of my of my kind of thinking with that and just tied in some of that stuff just to point people to hey pursue those three things rather than scaling your business as aggressively as possible yeah and and i think then you're successful so and um so could you maybe talk about that about your your grandfather because that, that sounds like that is one of the most uh, if you want to at least that, that sounds like that is one of the most important pieces here um because i'm actually curious where where this came from for you because it, it sounds like this is something that you have been thinking about and observing uh from the start of your career as i as i hear it from you now um and mm -hmm. I, I think from what i know about you now since we've uh, spoken a couple of times so it, you seem to me like you're a really observant type of guy and, and analytical and, and you oversee things uh, on the philosophical side. Um, but what is that? Um, yeah. Where, where does that come from? You know, um, uh, and, and maybe like that story with your with your grandfather, because uh, I'm really curious, like, is that something that was already there from the start or is, is it something that developed over time? Uh, what is that for you? I'm, I was laughing when you said that because th this is on my desk. So one of my employees is a kind of as a funny gift got this for me. And it's, nice. it's this little plaque that says the boss, which is kind of <laughs> funny because that's not really how we roll. But it says yeah. the boss, chief ponderer and overthinker. Mm. Well, there you <laughs> so, go. Yes. Um, that yes, it's a joke because it can get in the way of us sometimes where it's like, all right, Kirk, let's let's make a decision and stop thinking. Right. Um, yeah, I mean. I, I think as with all of us, there's going to be a whole lot of influences that that eventually like eventually you find yourself looking back on this path that you're on and you're like, whoa, how did I get there? More often than not, it's not one or two things, right? It's just it's just a whole lot of little things that that kind of guide you along these paths of life. And um, so for me, like probably probably the top ones would be. Um, <laughs> Like I'm trying to think, it's interesting. I don't know if I've ever really thought specifically about that, but probably some of the top ones would be like my location. Uh, yeah, my location, my lack of experience, my faith, 
my family, that, that sort of thing, those kind of all impact this. So location, this is kind of interesting because I am, I am a Midwest US guy through and through. I mean, that's, I've lived all my life in the Midwest aside from moving to Montana about 10 years ago, which kind of is almost like the Midwest West because yeah. basically everyone who lives in Montana moved here from the Midwest. So, mm. um, so the Montana is Midwesterners who want less people around. That's basically <laughs> Montana. And, uh, and so, so some of that is, and, and then, so my grandpa would be a part of that. Like my parents, all that we come, like I grew up in a small town. So I think there's this aspect of, of small town, small town local community that um, a lot of times, especially young people can want to flee and as because they want the excitement of the bigger city, that sort of thing. And there's some, something interesting about the local community that that is really there's a lot of healthy aspects of that. And so I think there's just somewhere I'm, I was aware of that, like it was maybe ingrained in me more than I realized. And just like 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 some examples would be things like, um, you know, back, especially back in the day when things were just not so um, commoditized and just spread everywhere. Right. When it was, when it wasn't just the case where you like, you could buy an avocado during the winter because like, yeah, they ship avocados from somewhere in the world that grows them. I don't even know where, right. That's just not the way the world used to work. And so you were far more dependent on your local community and your neighbors for your actual life. <laughs> it wasn't just a convenience thing. It was yeah. like, you knew that you had to interact well with that guy over there because when your cows got out, he was going to come help you mend your fence and you were going to go help him mend his fence or, you know, whatever it might be. And you would be interacting with each other. Your kids were in school, that sort of thing. And I think there's something about a local community that fosters that, that I think has been lost. So I think there's some level of kind of being, and, and so especially in those sort of communities, you see a lot of, I don't know how to say it, you see just a lot of like, like contentment and peace not always okay so I'm, I'm painting in broad brush i'm painting in broad brush but a lot of times like people are you know that's why a lot of times like small small communities small towns are often seen as boring for you know young people who want excitement want stuff that's because yeah. over time like there's it's kind of like that's that's not a that's not a bug that's a feature right of that is there's this level where people have realized man i can i can sit around drink tea on my porch watch the sunset and like that's a that's a pretty relaxing way to live my life and even if i don't have as much money as if i moved to the city over there but then i'd be dealing with the hustle and bustle and the traffic and the stress and the burnout right and so i think that all that to say i think there's pros and cons of everything but all that to say that's some of probably the influence is like i actually grew up in that so i experienced that and felt that a little yeah. bit and then kind of shifting more into that busyness mindset and kind of always in the back of my mind having this level of like almost this like semi yearning for that mentality, I think, is is part of that. Um, so that's that's part of it. I, I think I think my faith works into that, like how I view the world, how I view, you know, I, I think I, I do I do think that there is a God who has created all of us right, that we that we have a relationship. We have to figure that out. And that does influence specifically the way I interact with other people. Um, and like that's not just a throwaway phrase. There is some level where if I if I think like if Jesus tells me, hey, do do unto others as you would have them do unto you, like treat like treat miles like I would want miles to treat me, right? Pretty practical. A lot, a lot of religions have that sort of mentality, right? Um, but like that's that weighs into as I'm thinking, hey, how should I build my business? Because then I'm thinking specifically, 
how like my, my <laughs> I just had a client. I'm not making this up. I just had a client email me this morning and say, "Hey, we're we're struggling a little bit with our our finance stuff right now. We're just in this tough week as we, I, I think, like buying stuff for Black Friday, that sort of thing. Can you push, like, can you push our our fee? Uh, their fee is due today. Like, can you push mm -hmm. that back? You know, till Friday." I like I, I mean, hesitate. Absolutely, no problem. Yeah. Sure, you know, like kind of one of those things of just like, yeah, why why wouldn't I, right? Um, that's what I would want to be treated where I in that circumstance. So I think it's just the way that I think I do try to act that way towards my clients. Like, how would I want an agency to manage my ad campaigns? And then same with my employees. And and I will say, and this is where it starts to get into the practical stuff, is like that has limited our growth. Absolutely. That mindset has limited our growth because I do try to be fairly generous with how I act towards our employees and clients. And absolutely, that's limited our ability to be quite as profitable as we could and like and take on that next employee or something like that, because I'm, I'm a little bit more risk averse because of that, um, because, hey, I, I wouldn't want to be laid off because my boss you know, made maybe a, a decision that was a little bit more growth focused and it ended up not working out. So I'd like to be a little more careful saving things like that. I'll, I'll stop talking and let you get another question. But I think all of that is part of what weighs into, into this. And then finally, maybe the third quick puzzle piece would too would be just witnessing agency burnout because I was not part of an agency. Um, before this, I was just working in-house as a PPCer. And so then all of a sudden I start this like consulting thing. And now I'm like hiring people. And again, like I, I just have no concept for agencies. And as I've gone over the years, I've realized how much of a known thing agency burnout is. And that kind of goes yeah. back to what I was saying before with like employees, stuff like that. I think that's part of in increasing where I was just like, I think this is just stupid. You know, you just have, you have people and not, not everyone. So I'm painting broad brush, but typically I think burnout comes from a place and I do think part of where that place can come from is an obsession with scaling so rapidly that you take on clients you probably shouldn't take on for yeah. whatever reason. And then that impacts how the employees, like what they have to deal with, you know, what the crap that sometimes they have to deal with with these employees, stuff like that. And, and it's because you're trying to grow, but then like your employees are stressed, burned out, that sort of thing. I think all of that was part of this thing of just like, I just don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, so there, that that's where it came from. Yeah, that that's great, man. And uh, yeah, keep 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 going for sure. Like uh, I I can I can I can listen to this for for a long time. But um, yeah. So uh, I I totally agree that agency burnout is is real. Um, and especially in, in PPC, it's it's all changing so fast. And there's different reasons why I think people um, can potentially struggle with uh, mental mental wellness. Um, and especially now around Black Friday, you know, it's the the busiest busiest month of the year if you're in e-commerce um you know if you're not working with the right clients they might demand a lot of you and if there's not enough communication there there that might cause issues if you're working at an agency and your manager is not really looking out for you there's different reasons why why you can burn out and i think that people are not definitely not talking about this enough especially from the male perspective i do i do think that uh, women um uh often talk about these things more naturally and easier but i think especially for men it's it's definitely and that's also painting a broad brush as you said but um i think um uh with men um it's so it's so important to 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 always 
be open and, and talk about these things and not just rough through, you know, like, because at some point, if if you're really like at your tax, at your limit, then the burnout is going to kick in so much harder. So I, I think that's really crucial to, 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 you know, bring awareness to it and, and talk about. And I think your approach to building your business is already the, um, the biggest thing that you can do to sort of limit that in, in in how that happens for you whether you burn out or your employee or the people that work uh work for you work with you in zato because if you can uh, build a, a a nice environment where people feel uh appreciated and and happy to work and you're working with nice clients then i think you're already ahead of that moment where you can really burn out and burnout can happen in any time any moment because mm -hmm. there's more factors that play into this than, than just work absolutely um, but i but i do think that um the way that you're building zato is is a really healthy environment from what it sounds like and um could you maybe talk about uh, a, a bit about um you know the goals that you set maybe not doesn't necessarily have to be granular but the things that you remind yourself of when you're building um when you're building your business because you know, here's maybe an, another sort of follow-up question do you ever because it sounds like you have it figured out like or maybe not that's not the word not figured out but like you have a good vision of where you how you want the, your business and life to be but do you ever feel as though you're a little bit off the track or you're chasing goals that you realize all of a sudden like hey wh what am i actually doing because you know that you you mentioned that you're definitely not into maximizing profit or, or revenue at all costs um but does that do you keep reminding yourself of that or is there ever are there ever moments where you um yeah sort of get off the track or what do you do in those instances mm -hmm. yes let me yeah let me let me think of how best to to go to go at that um you know when i when i think of of let's say our our goals my goals the business goals it's funny as, even as you're saying that i was starting to think at first i thought yeah i don't really have goals and then i was like well that's not true because kind of like what I've already been talking about in some ways is like a picture of goals. And so maybe, yeah. maybe like my goals are not really, they're not really like, here's what I'm trying to do with my agency. So, um, yeah, you know, I, you know, my objective is to be at eight figures in five years and then, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so, so many times those are what we hear. We think of goals, which again, again, yeah. tend to be monetary based, right? Mm -hmm. I almost think that my goals are like life goals and character goals and philosophy goals, right? Kind of going back to what I was talking about before. I mean, I, I look at, so I forgot to mention, like I have, I have a family. So I have six kids, right? There's eight people yeah. in my family. There's seven other people in my life that I, that I need to invest in. And so again, like that's not everyone. And that means people who don't have that have an advantage in business over me. Mm, truly. Fair enough. Um, and I'm okay with that because again, like my goal isn't primary, my life goal isn't primarily to make Zato turn into some large thing. Like a, a part of my life goal is to like build into my kids and make sure that I'm investing time with, with my wife and, and, you know, investing time in my marriage and you know, stuff like that. Right. And so those sort of things and, and then and then just character goals right like i'm i'm trying to become a better person i'm like i i i'm in therapy i'm in active therapy 
I'm, I read books all the time on like emotional intelligence and like growing that sort of thing, you know, processing things like probably like all of us should do. Like here's things that happened in my childhood. How did that work into what I do? How do I need to kind of change how I think? Right. That's just like, like that's not really unique to me, even though some of my things like I have, I have OCD, right? Some of those things might be unique to me, um, but everyone has their unique things. And so to me, I look at all of that and say like, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to spend time with my family. I'm trying to like make sure that my employees are able to do those things with their, their people. I'm trying to make sure that our, like our clients are, happy. And like I said, that we're achieving our business purpose. If I, like, I want to be true to my word. So if, if that means that I need to keep learning, um, if I, if that means I need to keep learning GA4, right. So that we can continue to give excellent PPC services to our clients. Like I'm going to do that. Right. So I think that's where I look at all of that stuff. And like, that's what I'm aiming at. And I think like the business kind of comes along with that in some ways. Um, yeah, you asked, you asked like, what do you do as you, you get off, uh, uh, you know, sometimes off those goals. Absolutely. There are times where I'm start, you know, I'll notice like, again, for me, it's, it's, it tends to be more personal. Um, but yeah, there might be like, let's say business related. There might be times where I'm thinking, Man, you know, I, I think that uh, demand gen campaigns are coming out, right, in Google Ads. So demand gen campaigns are coming out. And so, hey, we, we, really, in, like, like we really need to make sure we're keeping up with that. So maybe we need to kind of reset and rethink as a, as a, as a company and, and take some specific time next week to like dig into demand gen together and do that sort of thing. I, I don't know. That might have been a bad example, but just trying to stay up more on where where I'm off on those those personal things, the business things, and then adjust as it as as I go. And some of those being on the character side, like like I can I can tell. Um, and some and this helps to have like my wife is like very helpful with feedback, right? She's she's very willing to communicate. Um, and and like she she owns a photography business, and so we we communicate with each other a lot of this stuff um, of just like. Hey, maybe we're starting to get a little bit too focused on the business stuff. Maybe like next week, really, we need to pull back and shift and make sure we're doing some stuff with the kids. Um, or like, or there'll be a time, uh, my wife's October is very photography focused. My November is very Zato focused because e-commerce, yeah. we're very e-commerce heavy, right? So we kind of, we kind of know that and we kind of adjust our active, if you will, personal goals around those shifting seasons as well yeah. together um so i don't yeah yeah there's do, I'm, I'm not sure yeah. if that's overly helpful but yeah. do, do you uh do you talk about so you got you, you and your wife talk about that uh frequently um because it sounds it sounds to me like you're often taking a step back to oversee like okay what's the direction that we're going into and and uh, where we're headed and and what, what lies behind us so um i think that's that's crucial you know that that piece of communication mm -hmm. um you know, especially as you as you start to to have a, if you have a family or you start to start to build one, um, so it, you know I can imagine that at this point, since you're in business for for such a long time, and um, that it becomes second nature. But do you do you have any systems in place to help you remind you of those of those things that are important to you, or, or is it all in your in your in your head at this point, or what does that look like for you? 
I, I don't think I'm very good at the goal um, at, at that. I don't think I'm great at, at systems for, hey, let's let's remember to keep, yeah, to get, get what, what you said before um, about what you do. I'm like, man, I should, I should probably do something like that, like your life audit, right? But maybe a helpful time is um, New Year's, right? A lot of times New Year's resolutions get this negative yeah. hit, but I mm -hmm. think kind of like what we're talking about, rather than look at resolutions as here are all these promises I'm gonna break to myself, maybe that's a great time for us just naturally as a people to be like, hey, let's just let's just revisit. Like, where was my focus this year? What what do I wanna do? Like, where where am I in life? Like, let me be present right now. That's a big part of it. Like, let me be very present right now. The more that I, I just sit and I'm present and realize, I think that that helps me very much clarify exactly what's important to me right now and what I need to be doing. And so sometimes that might be as simple as like literally taking a day off so that you can actually, so that you can actually mentally relax and maybe, maybe be a little bit more uh, focused. So I have, uh, I have a team member here, um, Eric, he's one of our, he's, he's kind of the director of PPC that uh, is directly over account managers. He and I sometimes will go on like, we'll go on like a, a 14 mile hike on the mountains. And just like, and, and just talk about more yeah. of the general like business goal stuff like that. And we don't like, there's usually like three things I'll write down that I want to chat with, but it's kind of one of those, like wherever the conversation takes us. And I, mm -hmm. every single time we come back, there's just some clarity of something bigger, maybe in the business that hadn't thought of before. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we have mental health days for our employees for something similar. Um, so every month, this is in addition to PTO and all that stuff. Like every month oh, we have sorry, a mental health you. What, What's PTO? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Paid time off. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah, it. I'm glad, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it is funny. Like, yeah, everywhere in the U S does, does paid time off better. Or I'm sorry, everywhere in the world does paid time off. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, but one of the ways I try to combat that as a U.S. business owner is to actively work in at least another 12 days a year where it's kind of this like i kind of tell them like it's kind of this forced like i force them to be mentally relaxed yeah. and what i mean by that is like this is as if you're coming you know this is as if you're sitting down at your desk in your house or coming into the office where it's a work day you know like this is not the day to to you know to go and get all those errands off that you know whatever that you want to do this is a work day which means whatever will make you mentally healthy, like whatever will de-stress you just a little bit, whatever that might be, that's what you should do today. And so some people, some people actually, some people do get some of those errands done because they're like, like they, <laughs> they have this weight lifted, you know, like yeah. got the laundry done, like, yeah, like watch some TV while I got the laundry done, man, that's like, that is literally the best gift they could get. Or some, they just go sit in the coffee shop and read a book. So uh, I have, you know, one of the guys, I think he went on like a 20 mile run in the mountains. It was like, all right, <laughs> you do you. Um, but again, yeah. So, so all that to say, I think there are probably ways that you can plan in some of those things into your organization for even your employees to do too. Um, so that that'll help them. Uh, Cause that's just going to help your organization for everyone to, to have a, a better focus of what their character and, and, and purpose is and that. Um, but, but yeah, some, some of those things for me. So. Yeah. 
I, I that's the the probably the number one golden nugget that I got from that from that book uh, is that mental health day, which I think is so crucial. And I've everybody that I talk about, you know, when I'm when I mention, hey, you should read this book. That's usually the number one thing that I explain because it's so. Yeah, it is. It is really unique, man. Like, um, uh, I don't know how, what what's the average amount of uh, pay time off, paid days off that you get in the U.S. Let's say what's average, fifteen or so per year, ten. I don't know. Pro probably. Yeah, yeah. It's super. It gets low. a little tricky because you have like some holidays and things like right. that too. That work that's, yeah. yeah, but that's still like in, in the Netherlands. I think it's around anywhere between twenty five and thirty per year is is uh, is normal. Um, I think the min legal minimum is like 20 or so, but usually it's like 25 to 30. And then there's the public holidays as well on top of that. Um, but I always remember that in the US, it's so much more hardcore. Um, so if you offer your uh, employees one day off per month to do to focus on mental health, that's it is really huge. Um, and I can imagine that's also one of the reasons why people uh, tend to stay with you for a long time, because, you know, that would signal to me that you as my employer are really looking out for me because you don't have to do that. You don't have to give them that day. Um, but that is beneficial for, for that person is, is beneficial for Zedo, uh, for, for, for the whole ecosystem. So yeah, that's, that, that's really unique. And I, I don't think you should underestimate what, how, how big it is that you're, that you're doing that, especially since you're from the U S where it's so, where it is so, so hardcore on the, you know, on the grind and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, probably the number one thing that I uh, remembered. Um, but um, so here's a, a question. So I, 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 I can understand that some people, uh, they might think to themselves like, yeah, okay, Kirk, uh, you've built this nice agency, Zedo, it uh, uh, fits well within your life and your goals, well, that, yada, yada, yada. Um, but for you, it's, it's easy, but we're just launching and we, we need to get money in order to survive. Um, what, what, what can you generally say to people in those um yeah in those situations yeah so i, I referenced this in my tedx talk um nice. no so that's that's where i think my three principles of success still hold up so are you achieving your business purpose are you sustainable are you free to pursue mental wellness one of the things i know almost this caveat um is i, I don't think this means they're they're um are not going to be times. I, I just I, I have a bad habit of using double negatives. Um, I do think there are times. <laughs> I do think there are times, especially early on in a business, where you know pushing through in a sprint is is going to be important. Is just something that has to be done, right? I and I actually in my TEDx talk I shared an example of a time in my life and in my business where things were just really hard, and I just kind of had to show up to the office and grind, but. I think it's really important to see those as the exceptions rather than the rule. Um, and, you, you know, so it might be kind of one of these like, and, and maybe that's part of what you do. We're like, we're counting the costs, right? Where you look at something, you're like, hey, if, you know, we've done some projections, like this fits, you know, this fits into everything of, of what we're talking about. I think if we, if we put a year into this, we really work hard. We're really, you know, we're excited. I, I remember the early days of business. Like it was mentally healthy for me to like, to to work long hours and yeah. write blog posts that I was excited about. I mm -hmm. I get it. Like that's so I again like I think it's really important to 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 note that stuff. And that that's also why I try not to put my own stuff too much into those three business success principles. 
um, because we're all going to be different. We all have, you know, different levels of bandwidth and all that stuff. But I, but I really do think that it's important to look long, like to be able to look past that long term and say, okay, if we power through and do this for a year or six months or whatever, um, the problem is, is what, what happens if you start like making those sacrifices on your health and your time and your family and stuff for three years, for five years, right? I think that's where you, know, you might need to kind of start thinking that. But even then, even then, like the the free to pursue mental, uh, free to pursue wellness. Um, I think I think I said mental wellness before, and I just meant like wellness because I think that includes like physical and spiritual and, and mental and all that stuff, right? So community. And, um, I, I I do think that it's still really important to work that into the equation as you're considering whatever X move would be, and that's like if you're if your physical body and your mental body and your family, if everything is going to take a hit for like an entire year is, is starting that business truly like truly worth that cost? Um, or, or, or is there another way? Like, like what are, and this is where to me, it's just one of those, like, let's stop assuming that it is and let's start getting, cause people are amazing and creative and innovative. So like, what are some other ways that we could do that? And, and again, like I would be very surprised if one of the ways isn't to back off of those projections, maybe not take that outside funding where all that pressure is coming from. Cause if you actually start, look, gosh, maybe the pressure on you to sacrifice all that stuff, maybe that's from the outside funding and it's not actually what you're interested in doing because you could grow your business, you know, to 200,000 the first year instead of a million by not doing that outside funding and you've done this cool bootstrap thing, you had the time to spend with your family, you're still figuring it out and it's slower than you wanted, but also like you're still living your life and you're still building a thing. You just you just haven't scaled up dramatically, which by the way, as soon as you start taking outside funding, you're starting like the amount of money you're getting from that actually starts to decrease so much too. You know, talk to owners who have, talk to people, founders who have sold, especially those who have given away a lot and by the time they actually get their payday sometimes it's pretty shocking how little they actually get for the amount yeah. of sacrifice they and everyone else put in right. rather than if they just slowed it down and bootstrapped it the whole way right mm -hmm. so I, I don't know i think i think there's just a lot to think about there but I, I'm, I'm not saying i think that i think it's helpful to clarify those things like i'm not saying that you'll never have to work hard or long hours ever um i just think it's it's you can just weigh the costs and, and ensure that that's an exception rather than a rule thing. Um, I'm also not saying that you could, you should never grow. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think that's true. I think it's more of this, like this kind of scaling rapidly at the expense of everything in you and around you and everything that that seems to be almost this accepted cultural thing increasingly that I just, I just, I just disagree with. Yeah, and then it comes down to what's important to you as a person. Because I know, do you know who Alex Hormozzi is? Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, I can imagine that when I look at his content, um, I love, I love what he's doing, and uh, and and he has a lot of good things to share. Uh, but he also says that he loves to just work all day, every day, and he met his wife. Uh, and they they married with like sort of they they discussed together like yeah we want to build this big business together so they're in it for the business so you know I can imagine when people look at him they're like yeah I also work hard and I and I grind and 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 all that stuff and for him that's perfect because that's exactly what he wants 
Um, but I think then as you look at it for yourself, for a lot of people, um, that might cause additional stress because you think like, oh man, I, I wish I was able to work 14 hours per day, six days per week, but I can't. And that's giving me additional stress. Uh, so then it comes back to, you know, what fits you and your and your personal goals. And I think then you need to constantly remind yourself of, um, you know, what you want to get out of life and what your own limitations are. And uh, I know for a fact he doesn't have kids, so it's different than, for example, you, if you have six kids, it's, t it's a totally different, different scenario. Um, the, so, the only thing I'll note, like, yeah, I, I agree. I agree in large part, but then the only thing I'll note on that is I think that sometimes, <laughs> so I, I just, I just listened to a podcast episode called if uh, the podcast is if books could kill, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but um, it's, it's two, uh, it's two people. They're, they're pretty funny. They talk about nice. like popular airport type books and mm -hmm. they kind of go through them and like, kind of tear them apart right um and uh you know probably not everything they say is accurate but they have a lot of good good things that they're questioning in these books one of the ones they looked at was tim ferris's four-hour work week and to me tim to me t tim ferris is like um uh, like alex that you mentioned in terms of you know back in the day tim was like the guy everyone wanted to build the business like tim the four-hour work week and he's talking about like grinding and doing all this stuff so that so that you have the freedom to to in, this is what they're joking about so that you have freedom to like hire cheap labor that they'll grind <laughs> so that you don't have to um that seems to be one of the tenets of what it's but anyways what they're laughing about is like since then you know years later whatever he's like He's he's basically been like, yeah, I burned out, <laughs> and yeah. like he's like, yeah, I burned out, and now he's like, you know, talks about um, almost like <laughs> I hate to say it like this, I I don't know this too well, so I'm not trying to knock the guy, but it's almost yeah. like now he you know he was a guru of like burnout, and now he's like a guru of like health and wellness and stuff like mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. and it was almost like man, maybe you should have had a little bit of the health and wellness stuff in the beginning part. So that's yeah. the only that's the only concern I have is sometimes people are like, oh yeah, no, I, I get it, Kirk, but I'm super excited, I'm pumped, and like we're gonna go and we're gonna build this thing because that's what I'm excited about. And you're like, yeah, you actually might be burning yourself out now without realizing it. Yeah. So yeah. you actually maybe still need to be a little careful of that yeah. because I like I I'm almost willing to bet like twenty bucks that in five years, you know, Ramosi is you know now talking about burnout culture and how he did that burnout culture yeah it could, could very <laughs> well be so anyways i don't know that yeah no i, and I, th that. I think you you know everybody has their own limits and sometimes you have to <laughs> discover what those limits are and you can only discover by going over those limits and then you're in, in yeah, retrospect you're fair. like oh maybe I should have done that a bit differently now i'm gonna you know be a bit more nuanced in how i how i talk about certain certain things um so um how how important are um and this is this is probably the last like bigger thing that we can we can talk about for the next uh, five six minutes or so is how important are the uh, your the ideal clients for you because if you look at your your agency you want to build it in a specific way and you do value mental wellness or wellness in general how important is the your ideal client type and what do you do to make sure or or at least increase the chances that you hire the right clients instead of the wrong ones so i think that's incredibly important for people and it also uh, goes back to the example of yeah but i i need i need money to grow and i, I need money to survive blah 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 I, I do think that people especially in ppc if you get a lead 
everybody's just happy that they got a new client whereas you know you should probably be a bit more strict in who you work with and and if it's in a if it's a match so i'm just curious like what, what what's your approach to that yes i i'm so glad you brought this up because actually i was i was thinking about this earlier with even in the goals part of it it didn't quite fit there but it kind of did um and so i'm really glad we're we're talking about that because i think this is such a crucial part to all this um so and the reason I say that is because, you know, what you asked before is, well, how do you, you know, sometimes do you get off your goals, that sort of thing? And, and what I'd forgotten to note is every once in a while, yes, when we, when we take on a client, we shouldn't have taken on. And that is actually always this like reminder of, um, of that. Like it's, it's almost this, it like reminds us to, to, re, to reflect on what are we trying to do? Mm-hmm. And then how do we how do we get back to that? So, anyways, <clears throat> yeah, as we as we just kind of think about clients, I, I think this is such a crucial part, at least for service businesses. And the way we look at it <clears throat> is we we have certain things that I would say are like these core boundaries where we we I would I would rather shut the business down than than deal with certain client situations and so that really helps that's going to be different for me than it is for other people but i think it's really helpful to kind of start to determine like what are those boundaries for you and then what is what is some of the other stuff where it's like preferences or like this is how you would like to do it but then in tough times maybe maybe you sacrifice from those some of those other things because when the tough times come and this is i think where it's really important when those when the tough times come i still think that you have you have to stick to those core boundaries otherwise then that's where all of the other stuff like the burnout and the you know all of that other stuff that you that you started the business to get away from the first place or whatever your goals are once those are starting to be sacrificed like you're not achieving that purpose so why are you doing that so so navigating those core boundaries so um we just as an agency between like 2023 2023 we're all going to look back on 2023 in like years as kind of the year that we all knew as we look back at 2020 vision that like it just decimated marketing agencies, but like we're in it right now and there's still not a ton of people talking about it. I just saw Rand Fishkin post a little video last week about this, which was super interesting. Um, 2023. So we, and so this is like, as I talk to friends who are business agency owners, you know, large agencies, small agencies, large agencies tended to, tended just to lay off people, small agencies, mid-sized agencies, either laid off or closed. Um, there was just a difficult, it's, it's been overall fairly difficult overall in the economic um, framework as it gets to large, uh, as it gets to agencies. We lost 43% of our revenue in July and August of this year. Um, we like so part of and this is part of how i try to run the business try to have money in the bank for difficult Mm -hmm. times try to just have have some ability to be able to navigate difficult times and yet you know when you lose almost half of your revenue there's some level of like okay how, how long can we do this right yeah um we have in the last like i should look just to see i think in the last 35 to 40 days now from time of recording this we've gained probably 60% of our revenue. We've grown because we needed to replace basically all of that. And then we all, we actually landed a few more clients on top of that as well. We're not a large agency. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So, so all that to say, some of that, the reason I say that is just like, we literally just came out of a time where I was asking these questions in very, very real time. So this mm -hmm. is not, this is not ideology here. Yeah, this is, yeah. I'm having these internal conversations a month ago. Mm -hmm. And that is, we just get this lead. Should, should we pursue it or not? Even though we're looking at our bank account, we're like, I'd really like to pursue this. So we could cover, recover some of that lost revenue, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, that's where you start looking at your core boundaries. And there were times where we, where we looked at someone, I said, they are, they are the type of client that if we would land them, I like they, like I, again, kind of that, like, I would rather have us eventually go out of business than, than have them as a client because of the, you know, some of these core boundaries. So some of those for us would be things like, like if they are, if they are abusive to our account, ma account managers, yeah, verbally, you know, mm -hmm. that, that typically is what you see mm -hmm. with agencies, especially distributed. So like, especially like verbally, we just, I just don't put up with that. Like if we have, if we have someone like we'll always treat you with respect. We expect that as well. If we're just in the sales process and we're just getting like complete disrespect, negativity, yeah. criticism, stuff like that. That's yeah. just, that's just, we're out, you know, yeah. uh, like it's, it's stuff like that. Um, so, so then we have more of our, then on top of that, so we have kind of those core boundaries that we know. And then on, and then on top of that, then we have, um, more of the, this would be ideal. And in tough, in more difficult times, we're a little more likely to take risks on the ideal boundaries than normal. So in a really awesome time, so like right now we're basically like I said, we're we're basically maxed out with bandwidth at this point. Mm. I just send a lead this morning, just letting them know, like, hey, you can join our wait list, but like, can't take you on. Mm -hmm. um, when that comes, then like we raise the level of who we want to work with, kind of those boundary filtering. We raise that pretty high, where we're just looking like we just really, you know, if we do get to a point where you know we have some bandwidth that opens up, then we're looking at like we want to find the client that is just we mesh in, in every possible way. And some of that for us is things like, um, how do they view growth, long-term growth? Are like, does their philosophy align with how we think? If someone tells us we wanna grow 200% in the next three months, that's a huge red flag for us. Cause I don't even think that's, it's typically not even possible, but also like that might not be a great fit for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, if someone uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think off the top of my head what some of the other the others are like that. Um, if someone's in an industry that's not typically one where we have a lot of experience, you know, again, that that might be one where we'll we'll just let them know. You know, we don't have a ton of experience in this, but we think we can do well with you if we want to. Otherwise, we might just you know pass on them in in a better time. Things things like that are more of examples where we're looking at who will be a great fit for us. And will work well within us because again that goes into all of the philosophy stuff like the way we do communication is kind of different part of agents avoid, avoiding agency burnout is like our our team basically doesn't work nights and weekends mm -hmm. which is is fairly rare in agency life mm. um and again like that's typically something that we're looking for just ensuring that we're aligned with that if someone wants us to be on hand 24 7 that's not going to be a fit with our our business philosophy i'm not even saying that's wrong of them to want that i'm saying i know that we're not going to be a good fit because of that 
Um, and so I think those are all ways that we try to look with. So, so, so all that to say then, as you're building this business that aligns with who you are and your goals, as you're able to find that those clients, then you can, you can bring in those who are more aligned with you so that you can continue with your purpose and goals. If you're just constantly aligning with clients or, you know, business partners who are not aligned with your goals, right? You're literally not going in the same direction and, and you're going to have constant frustration as you're doing that. Um, and the last thing I'll note, because someone might be listening to this and they're kind of like, okay, well, gee, you know, must be nice to be able to pick the clients you work with, right? Because again, that's where you limit growth. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, that's where then maybe the thing to do on there is just like, we just, we just really try to lean into marketing and sales really well with content and things like yeah, that yeah, yeah. so that we have the ability to get those leads and be picky. So yeah. that's a lot of times where I've done a ton of work over the years on mm. that side, on mm -hmm. content and stuff like that to build that, that inbound flywheel. Yep. And actually that's a crucial part of it. Like you'll be able to be more picky on clients yep. if, if you have the leads coming in. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's actually, uh, um, I think we can, we can go again for another hour in another episode, <laughs> <laughs> but that was definitely something that I also wrote down. Like, uh, we, we could talk about that in, uh, in, in the future, um, about the, the impact of your personal brand on, you know, being able to build your, your business around your life. Uh, because I do think, I do agree that, as you said, um, through that, you're, you, you are much more uh, able to, to say no uh, and cherry pick between specific clients, you know, uh, if you have le leads coming in, because especially when it's inbound, then people will already, uh, they, they, it's sort of a pre-filter because you're not reaching out to them, you're, they're reaching out to you and you can check them and they already know that they want to work with you. So they probably know a little bit about you and your approach to, to business. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure that that has a, a big impact on that as well. But that's something for uh, for a future episode. Um, I think we can uh, round it off here. So uh, this was this was really nice, man. Um, I, like I said, I, I really enjoy talking to you about these these things. And uh, I don't think we spoke much about PPC once again. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's that's actually really cool because um, these are these are really important topics. Uh, for people at agencies, freelancers, in-house as well. If you're just in your career, it doesn't really matter. You always have to be centered around, um, you know, what you want to uh, take from life and 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 what you want to give to people. Um, so uh, yeah, the last note is um, maybe what's next for you and uh, how can people connect with you. Yeah, uh, what's next? Um, for the most part, just doing the same old, like just, just keeping on doing what I'm doing. However, one thing, so every, every year I've been trying to do some like major content thing. Yeah. So it's either a course I put out or a book or, you know, this, this past year it was TEDx. That was actually yeah. a ton of work. Mm -hmm. Um, next year, my goal is to, uh, to totally overhaul my PPC ponderings book and do like a revised, a revised version of that. There's just, there's just stuff in there that's outdated, even mm -hmm. though it's, I mean, it's four years old. Um, which in PPC world is pretty old. So I just I just want to go through that and totally overhaul it. Maybe maybe take out a chapter. Maybe add a chapter. Mm -hmm. You know, rewrite stuff. So that that's probably going to be my big project this coming year is, is try to really update that and get that back into 2024 mode. So um, as far as online, where to find me? I'm PPC Kirk pretty much everywhere. Um, and uh, Z Zato Z A T O Zato is my business. ZatoMarketing.com. So. 
All right, great. Well, thanks, Kirk, and thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you.